it's NBA All-Star Weekend from Salt Lake City, Utah, and I'm Aaron Karolnik. That is Carlo Koliakovo. We're fired up for the festivities, more so Sunday, the game, because our man Mark Kestisher will be calling the event, and he'll be all over the place in Salt Lake City this weekend from ESPN Radio, and he's kind enough to join us now. What's going on, Mark? Gentlemen, it's good to have three guys with uh, last names that begin with K that are yes. impossible to pronounce. I will take that over the Adetokumbo brothers any day. Good oh, morning, nice. fellas. Mark, I will say Koliakos starts with a C, but yeah, Karolnik and uh, K. That's, that's okay. It's the, it's the, uh, the hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? I'll take a K this morning if it means <laughs> yes. it works well. No, it's all good. Well, it's oh, all man. good. Yeah. Mark, Sorry about as, that. As, hey, it's not like no. we haven't had our names mispronounced. This <laughs> it's all good, buddy. I, I always I always embrace it. It's all good. It's all good. Salt Lake City, Utah. What is that like for NBA All-Star Weekend? A good, a good host? I have never been to Utah myself, but, I mean, it doesn't necessarily lend itself to the kind of hype and festivities that All-Star Weekend usually has. I mean, what has it been like there so far for you, Mark? Well, let me start with this. I have been saying for the last 20 years, there should be three locations, Miami, Phoenix, Los Angeles, end of list. And that would be... Yeah, what about Vegas? Greatest... What about Toronto? Well, you know what? We, we, we could add <laughs> Vegas as a fourth. Uh, I still have um, uh, nightmares from Toronto a few years ago at 20 below zero, <laughs> whatever temperature it was. Yeah, it was a tough it, weekend. Well, I, I, we won't even talk cities. We're just talking temperature and, exactly. you know... Fans coming down and hanging out in the great weather. But I will say this. Now, I've only been here for about 12 hours, and it's one of the most beautiful approaches on a plane that you'll have if you're sitting in a window seat, you know, seeing the Wasatch Mountains and uh, the valley and the Salt Lake. And, I mean, the mountains just frame this entire city. I've tried – I've been here maybe three or four times, and I try to get a picture on my iPhone every time, and I just delete it because it does not do it justice. It's a beautiful city. Um, People are fired up here. I don't know. People come in anyway. I'm always shocked. Whatever location we're in, and I lived in Cleveland for three years, about 20 years ago. So, you know, I could say Cleveland with 10-degree wind chills in the middle of February is not exactly the place you want to go to, but yet, you know, the parties went on and the people flew in and it's an event. Um, so folks will be here, but I do know just from watching some of the Turner coverage last night, uh, there's a very young base of NBA fans and they are looking forward to it. So Mark, you mentioned about the excitement about being there. Do the players feel that same excitement? Because I think the NBA all-star game, when you try to compare all the other leagues, all-star games is one of the most popular ones. Cause you, the players are actually excited to go to it. Even if, even if they're not participating in the game, they still, some of them still go watch. They want to be part of the festivities. They want to be part of the entertainment. Do you feel like the players are feeling the same way about this one this year? I, I think so. I think it's still a great honor. I mean, there's it, like in any of the major sports when you are, you know, the LeBron James and you're playing in your 19th or, you know, Kevin Durant's not going to play, but I guess he'll be here. And sadly, same for Steph, you know, guys that are getting up there in the amount of numbers of all-star games, maybe some of that luster wears off, but there's so much else going on. So many different things, you know, branding and Look, we used to come here 20 years ago, and and we would do interviews with, you know, 16 of the 20-whatever All-Stars. And you can tell, like, the media circuit is probably the least of what they want to do. 
next to playing hard a defense outside of like the last two minutes of an all-star game. But I, I think it's still an honor to play with the best of the best. For me, the most fun is seeing the young guys who are here for the first or second time and you know get to be in that locker room with uh, guys that they look up to, guys they love competing against. But I, it's all the other stuff that's around, whether it's marketing, whether it's celebrities, movie stars, you know, folks from the music industry. It's, you know, this whole soup of people that come here. And I think once you're here, you enjoy, you know, the two or three days you're going to spend here. When you're wrapping up the first half of the season and you realize, you know, I'm not getting my full six-day break like the other guys, that might be the hard sell. But I think once you're here and uh, you're a part of all the other stuff, I, I still think there's some enjoyment. Our guest is Mark Kestisher, who is calling the NBA All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend for ESPN Radio, and perhaps a little bit of a wrench thrown into the entire weekend, Mark, last night with Giannis Antetokounmpo going down with that wrist injury because he's one of the captains, right? He and LeBron are drafting the teams for the game on Sunday before the game takes place. Like, What is the contingency plan if Giannis is injured and unable to play? Yeah, that's uh, that was the, he's also he and his brothers are uh, in the skills challenge like they were last year. Giannis yeah. and Thanasis and young Alex who was in Toronto last year and now with the Wisconsin herd in the G League. Um, uh, we haven't gotten more of an update than everybody else has. You know, from the end of the game last night where the uh, the X rays came back clean. Um, I, I think worst case scenario. You know, he's got some kind of rap on that wrist. He's not going to play. But knowing Giannis, he's still going to want to be a part of the action. He's one of those guys I'm talking about with the young guys. He, now, he's not a young guy anymore, but he still brings that youthful enthusiasm to this. Um, look, all, all the stars change eventually, not change for the bad, but just change in how, you know, they look at this all-star break. And I still see that youthful enthusiasm from him. So I can still see him out there making his selections, uh, you know, probably not playing, but, you know, we'll see on that front. But I still think he'll be, a, you know, one of the faces here because I know he's part of every night. He's got something going on. I think he's captaining maybe, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if it was a celebrity game or, or part of the, the Rising Stars game. He's got something every night. The league, uh, you know, takes full advantage of his willingness to participate. Mark, what's your favorite event at the All-Star Game? And we've seen the NBA make changes year after year to the game, but the the skills events haven't really changed much, especially when you're talking about the slam dunk contest, which doesn't have your high-profile names anymore. But my favorite has always been the three-point contest. It continues to be. Where do you stand on which one's your favorite? Yeah, right there with you. You know, for me... Uh, and it's solely as a broadcaster now, and probably even if I wasn't broadcasting, it would still be three-point. But that is, that's something you can call. It, it's a challenge, but it's a fun challenge. Mm-hmm. So, hey, look, some guys might be great at describing dunks, you know, as they happen, if they happen, and on the eighth attempt that they try to make it happen. <laughs> but for me, you know, you put 70 seconds on the clock and five racks on the floor and you know, you can call that. And, you know, it's a league of three-point shooting. And generally, we've been fortunate to have some of the biggest. You know, we had Lillard and Curry a couple of years ago. Lillard's going to be back in it this year. Um, you know, so to me, that that should – I always felt that should be the end of the night. You know, clearly, uh, you know, the dunk is apparently, you know, the climax for uh, for the league. But I always thought if we could just end this thing – on a buzzer beater, three-point contest winner, like you walk out of the arena 
happy. You know, you feel like that that's a great way to end the night. You know, they've, they've tried to uh, retool things. Um, I would love to see some of the bigger names, you know, get in on the slam dunk. I, I, you know, I appreciate the athleticism and the youth of the younger guys, and hopefully they can bring something to the table this year. But, yeah, three points for me far and away on Saturday night. Our guest is Mark Kestisher from ESPN Radio, live from Utah, ahead of the NBA All-Star Week. And it's funny, Mark, we were talking about Michael Jordan's 60th birthday today and his epic wow. showdown in the dunk contest with Dominique Wilkins back in the mid-'80s, how incredible that was. And now this year you're talking about Mac McClung, who's a G-leaguer, Jericho <laughs> Sims. I mean, not exactly the most enticing names for an audience to tune into, um, I mean, I guess, you know, Mark Kestisher alone is enough for me to tune into any game. That goes without saying. But um, what do you make of how the dunk contest has kind of evolved or perhaps devolved into a lot of lesser-known names? Great athletes. I'm not throwing shade at yeah. the athletes at all participating, but not exactly the most recognizable names. Yeah, I think, um, well, first of all, they've tried to tailor the rules to, you know, make it move so you're not doing the eight, nine, ten attempts. I don't want to throw uh, the Birdman, Chris Anderson, under the bus, but I, I think one of my first All-Star games, maybe, you know, 15, 18 years ago, it felt like there were like 17 tries at the same dunk, and then when you finally get it, it's so anticlimactic. You just don't even clap. You want to move on. So that's the key is you got to get it first. There's only so much creativity that you can have. So, you know, bring your best, even if it's, you know, been viewed two million times on YouTube. You know, Mac McClung, in my research here, um, apparently has a great double-clutch reverse jam. That's what he's known for. So, you know, bring it out, nail it on the first try, wow him. Yep. Uh, look, when, when Aaron Gordon uh, and Zach Levine, that was up in Toronto, wasn't it? Um, I believe it was Toronto so, yeah. or New York. I can't I remember where Toronto. the second... Yeah, I think it might have been, but I mean, it was epic, and it was that we knew this was what these guys had worked on a long time. If I'm not mistaken, Zach Levine had probably used that dunk in like the McDonald's All American dunk contest many years ago. But the key was they were nailing it like on the first time, every time, and the athleticism was so breathtaking. And that's the beauty of the dunk contest is when you watch it in slow motion. That's when it's its best. And, of course, we never see that live. You know, it's always after the event. That always gets me when we look back years and years and look at the great dunks. I mean, it's always, you know, five frames per second instead of, you know, normally what the eye can see. And so, you know, to me, if you can nail it on the first, even if I have never heard of Mac McClung or if I don't know K.J. Martin from the Rockets, you know, bring your best, nail it on the first, that'll get the crowd excited. And if you could be fortunate to have two guys, like we had with, uh, you know, Levine and Gordon that one year, then you got something going. Mark, if you had to place a wager on the dunk contest or the three-point contest, who would you mm. be betting on? Man, I mean, the dunk contest, I mean, I don't even know if you can get odds on that one. It's got to oh, be Oh, you, you can get odds on everything, Mark. You can get you odds come on to the right place. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I, everyone, look, everyone tells me K.J. Martin is an, uh, an incredible athlete. Uh, I've seen Trey Murphy play. I've seen Jericho Sims play. I've actually done games with Mac McClung, both in college and maybe even G League. Um, and he, he is kind of a freakish athlete at 6'2". But I put my uh, I put my hard-earned ESPN radio money on K.J. Martin right now. <laughs> K.J. Martin, and for right. the And, and for the three-point contest, I, I'm very biased. Uh, I'm from Albany, New York, and Tommy Herter 
played for Siena College back when uh, I was in my college years, and I got to know him. And his son, Kevin, who came up with the Atlanta Hawks and now plays with Sacramento, um, Kevin Herter is my dark horse in the three-point contest. I think Buddy Heald is the man to catch, though, if I was to put a wager down. And any competition Damian Lillard is in, I suppose I should not bet against him. But probably Heald, Heald and Herter, my uh, law I firm. I like it. Tyler Hero's plus eight hundred. Yeah, Tyler Hero he can shoot threes. That's a good. I think that's good value. I like that one too, Coco. That's a good point. He, yeah. He's got a he's got a little bit of a bruised knee. I know the the Heat say they're not worried about it. It's a non contact thing, yeah, but you can't you can't um, play they, in the NBA right now no, with soreness or bruises. And he's out at le- at least three months. Mark, three months out against the it, rule. It, NBA, if you've got soreness or you've got bruises, you can't play anymore. He, he might crazy. be the first ever three-point contest uh, who as a late rule-out because of load management. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing would surprise me these days. <laughs> Nothing would surprise me these days uh, in the NBA. Mark, best of luck this weekend. Uh, we'll be listening on ESPN Radio. Of course, we'll be watching as well. Me personally, anytime Kestish is calling a game, Carlo, turn the sound <laughs> off on the TV, bring up the radio because he does a fantastic job. He's the best. Thank you for, thank you for doing energy. this for us, Mark. Love the energy, buddy. Carlo, we're going to change that last name to a K because I, I do <laughs> I love a, it. a law, a law I firm love it. Uh, radio. It's like, it's like me being the captain. Instead of the C, I'm putting the K. I like that. The captain oh, on my shirt. I kind of like it. Maybe there in the Russian go. league, you would exactly. have that last name. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> All right, fellas. Enjoy. Thanks, it. Mark. See you, Mark. Uh, you too, you buddy. Mark Kestisher. ESPN Radio from Salt Lake City, Utah.